Welcome to Storytime for the Apocalypse in miniature podcast form. Here, we remember the comfort of bedtime stories in childhood, of library stories and campfire stories that have soothed listeners and readers for the longest time. The word apocalypse means to uncover by removing a veil. That can mean readings about discovery, revelation, transformation, or things exploding, worlds ending, and sharks caught up in out-of-control tornadoes. There's room for all of that here. In life's endless complexity, story time is a brief rest in the safety and the impetus that beautiful words provide. This show is created on Tongva land. We're about to listen to silversmith Brooke Macbeth, who read at Storytime in May of 2020. Brooke is a lifelong Californian. She is a devoted Angelino. She's a silversmith, an occasional research scientist with a focus on entomology, a mother, and she loves to cook. I have seen on Instagram that she has caught the baking trend of the pandemic. (laughs) She cherishes neighbourhood walks and flowers, and she lives life with maximum levels of both curiosity and kindness. Her reading tonight is about making choices. Well, Kelly, thank you so much. Um, that was very nice. This Mark Twain story, The Five Boons of Life, I first read it when I was 19 and very depressed. Um, and it was strangely comforting. It's a little dark, as you'll see. So now I'll read it. Thank you. <clears throat> In the morning of life came the good fairy with her basket and said, Here are gifts. Take one, leave the others. And be wary, choose wisely. Choose wisely, for only one of them is valuable. The gifts were five. Fame, love, riches, pleasure, death. The youth said eagerly, there's no need to consider, and he chose pleasure. He went out into the world and sought out the pleasures that youth delights in, but each in its turn was short-lived and disappointing, vain and empty, and each departing mocked him. In the end, he said, those years I have wasted, if I could but choose again, I would choose wisely. The fairy appeared and said, four of the gifts remain. Choose once more, and oh, remember, time is flying and only one of them is precious. The man considered long, then chose love and did not mark the tears that rose in the fairy's eyes. After many, many years, the man sat by a coffin in an empty home, and he communed with himself, saying, One by one they have gone away and left me, and now she lies here, the dearest and the last. Desolation after desolation has swept over me. For each hour of happiness, the treacherous traitor love has sold me. I have paid a thousand hours of grief. Out of my heart of hearts, I curse him. Choose again. It was the fairy speaking. The years have taught you wisdom. Surely it must be so. Three gifts remain. Only one of them has any worth. Remember it and choose warily. The man reflected long and then chose fame, and the fairy, sighing, went her way. Years went by, and she came again and stood behind the man where he sat solitary in the fading day, thinking. And she knew his thought. My name filled the world, and its praises were on every tongue, and it seemed well with me for a little while. How little a while it was! Then came envy, then detraction, then calumny, then hate, then persecution, then derision, which is the beginning of the end. And last of all came pity, which is the funeral of fame. Oh, the bitterness and misery of renown, target for mud in its prime, for contempt and compassion in its decay. Choose yet again. It was the fairy's voice. Two gifts remain, and do not despair. In the beginning, there was but one that was precious, and it is still here. Wealth, which is power. How blind I was, said the man. 
Now at last, life will be worth the living. I will spend, squander, dazzle. These mockers and despisers will crawl in the dirt before me, and I will feed my hungry heart with their envy. I will have all luxuries, all joys, all enchantments of the spirit, all contentments of the body that man holds dear. I will buy, buy, buy. Deference, respect, esteem, worship, every pinchbeck grace of life the market of a trivial world can furnish forth. I have lost much time and chosen badly heretofore, but let that pass. I was ignorant then and could but take for best what seemed so. Three short years went by and a day came when the man sat shivering in a mean garret and he was gaunt and wan and hollow eyed and clothed in rags and he was gnawing a dry crust and mumbling. Curse all the world's gifts for mockeries and gilded lies and miscalled every one. They are not gifts but merely lendings, pleasure, love, fame, riches. They are but temporary disguises for lasting realities. Pain, grief, shame, poverty. The fairy said true, in all her store there was but one gift which was precious, only one that was not valueless. How poor and cheap and mean I now know those others to be, compared with the inestimable one, that dear and sweet and kindly one, that steeps in dreamless and enduring sleep the pains that persecute the body and the shames and griefs that eat the mind and heart. Bring it, I am weary, I would rest. The fairy came, bringing again four of the gifts, but death was wanting, she said. I gave it to a mother's pet, a little child. It was ignorant, but trusted me, asking me to choose for it. You did not ask me to choose. Oh, miserable me, what is there left for me? What not even you have deserved, the wanton insult of old age. Thank you. That seems also like such a reading for our times, the, all this um, wishing and wanting and a reflection on what we really, truly need. Gorgeous, thank you. about a childhood memory of story time, reading, being read to. What do you recall about books when you were a kid? Um, I've always loved fairy tales. Um, I was an early reader and uh, my dad read to me a lot when I was really little, but once I was able to handle it on my own, I was kind of, you know, left to it. And my dad gave me a book of Grimm's fairy tales when I was probably six or seven. And, um, oh my God, it made such a huge impact on my life. Those stories are really dark and violent and scary. Um, but they're potent little tales to, you know, warn little girls about the world. And, um, I interpreted them pretty liberally over time, but it's still a form that I really love. And, um, it was the first thing I really connected to as a reader from a super early age. So even like with all of the brilliant things Mark Twain has written, this little tiny fairy tale that I read at 19 uh, has stuck with me over the years. I like that it's dark and sardonic and, you know, a little mean, but there is still a lot of wisdom in it. And it does it in such a kind of gentle but strong way. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. I wonder if you could tell us the thing that has brought you the most amount of joy in the last week. Uh, it's quieter in the world and I can see how the plants are. <laughs> um, yeah, it's my ecstatic experience daily to see the flowers that are blooming in my neighborhood. Star Jasmine just started, so I'm very happy about that. Um, poppies are still going. It's magical. And that, my friends, was your story time for the Apocalypse mini 
To experience this immersive storytelling event live, go to storytime4.net. Storytime for the Apocalypse is created by me, Tilly Hinton, and produced by Stephen Sean Trethaway. Until next time, may the comfort of storytelling hold you tight.